here's a summary for those of you who've been wanting to know what's been happening for the last, oh, 11 episodes. Our three heroes started their journey four days ago, taking a quest from a lord of a town to clear out monsters from a dungeon. In that dungeon, they found a man who predicted the end of the world that would happen in a couple of hours. Using a coin they received from a god, they unlocked a mysterious book they got from that old man. Outside of it is a magical binding band, and inside is cryptic text. They use these objects to try and convince the townsfolk that the world is ending, and successfully rally the world to fight back. Unfortunately, they are too late and the world is eaten by tiny ships from outer space. They get picked up by a spaceship captained by an alien named Idru, along with her crew, and they try to survive in a universe with dwindling resources. Through an unknown magic, they are able to enter the memories of the crew, starting with the ship's medic and second-in-command, Jim, where they learn about his past. The reason why and the true nature of the magic is unknown, for now. But I know that whatever these heroes do, they will do it with the grace of newly-born geese on ice. But let's just dive right back on in. Dive in. Yeah, we're diving, diving yeah, right dive, on in. Dive. dive. Get it. Shark. Yeah. Oh, by the way, uh, any cool shark puns and shark facts will get you an inspiration. Okay. Sharks have two dicks. <laughs> Giving my inspiration. <laughs> do, do, wait, do they? Yeah. yeah. Some species do. Some species do. I've dissected two sharks. And both of them didn't have two dicks. They had claspers, which were there for holding on to them females. Their little fins and they're just blep. But nope, no dicks. Uh, but <laughs> Some shark species take over like two years to be born. I guess. Maybe like sure. cool shark facts. <laughs> sharks are smooth. Yeah, sharks are smooth boys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yes. Another uh, cool shark fact. Punching them in the nose does nothing. You need to punch them in the gills if you're being attacked. Or the eye. This, this, they got that little nose. They got that nose for sensing them electricities in the fish. Okay, how about this? I'll give the inspiration to somebody who doesn't Google what they're called and tells me right now what they're called. The what? The, the, uh, the electric organ thing that they use to sense shit with. Oh, shit, Vivian, I don't remember. I don't know. I, I know! Biology for I know sharks. you know, because you're the zoologist. Yeah, I've dissected two sharks. I've dissected zero sharks, so, fuck you. Alright, well, first shark of the day! Uh, shark fact of the day. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, sharks have these things called ampullae of Lorenzi, who are little tiny freckles on the bottom of their nose area that are able to detect electric waves in the water and help them capture prey with their giant fucking mouths. In any case, let's move on to the fucking plot. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. The crowd watches as a pair of sharks walks out of a high balcony from a large and imposing sandcastle. A well-dressed, thin shark with purple robes, carrying a thick scroll, walks up to the railing, while a large, blubbery shark, dressed in fine green and gold garments, pulls out a chair and slumps into it. A hush falls over the crowd as the thin shark raises a scroll and unfurls it, announcing to the crowd, Welcome guests from seas far off to this year's annual schooling festival! And a ripple of cheers goes throughout the crowd. 
Festivities will commence tomorrow with the annual tuna hunt, and then the great netting, followed by feasts in the afternoon. The royal authority has also issued a safety concern regarding terrorist activities, so be on the lookout for suspicious porpoise activity, and report any such concerns to local law enforcement. Now let's have a good festival! And the crowd throws up their hands, and multiple colors of sands fly out of them like confetti and sprinkle into the seas and back onto the crowd below. You notice that the shark that you're familiar with has very thin, black, and mostly stick-like hands, but all these hands in the air, they're fins. They seem very full and, like, um, like, like wings, but, like, the fins on the very end are splayed into little fingers. And you also notice uh, someone peeling off from the crowd with a dark hood on. Hmm. After him, boys. Yeah, let's let's tail him. Yes. And so are we like uh, ghosties again that can't be noticed by the others? Or is like we're just sharks, but no one cares to pay attention to us? Oh, they're just paying attention to the people on the balcony. You're solid for all intents and purposes. And porpoises. <laughs> so they're saying the, to watch out for suspicious porpoise activity. Are there actual porpoises? Uh, you can roll perception to see if you notice any porpoises in the crowd. Are... Why am I never prepared to roll? I'm also never prepared to roll. Hold on. Get your dice! I have my dice standing behind me, so... All I have to do is turn around and grab my bag. Okay, now I am prepared to roll. Oof. I rolled a two plus two is four. I mean, I got a three, so... Oh, wow. You're dumb. Yeah. I got a 19. Yeah, Luthmos, you do notice that the... The one guy peeling off from the crowd... Um... You see a very quick flash of their nostril... Hold on, I'm gonna have to look up terms for these things, because I don't remember all these. Will anyone know, though? I care! I got a degree for something! And I'm not using it! It's okay, Vivian, I'm not using it. I'm not using mine. (laughs) It's fine, yeah, rostrum was the right term. The rostrum is curved, and that's not shark-like. Huh. Not very shark-like of you. And they're they're going. Well, that's suspicious porpoise activity, ain't it? Let's be good citizens in this place that we have never been to before. What should I roll to tail them? Uh, stealth. Cool, that's a thing I'm good at. Let's hope I don't roll shit again. Oof, okay. Uh, well, I don't roll the best. But my total is a 13. I get a 9. Uh, I got an 18. Okay, so... Uh... Foxfire and Abby are kind of making a lot of noises. Uh, having fins now is very weird, and you're able to move in three, like, three-dimensional directions now instead of just forward and, like, to side. And everything's all weird, and you start tripping over yourself, but Luthmos, you're tailing him really well. Nice. But you do notice that the hooded figure looks back every now and then and does notice you guys, and they are uh, trying to head into back alleys. Oh, and they do. They uh, they quickly slip into one of the alleys, and you notice all these buildings are made of sand and, like, 
glass and just rock and coral. Hmm. Well, some of them should be easy to see through if they're made of glass. Yeah, the glass is more decorative. Like, they've got the glass little orb things attached to, like, kelp ropes kind of things. But yes, you are losing the hooded figure. Does anybody have anything that they can, uh, that they want to try? Or do you want to just keep on trying to brute force it? Uh, Uh, let me think. Uh, so... Could I try to, like, intimidate it into stopping? Sure. Cool. This may go terribly wrong. It does. Wow, I'm not rolling well. I got a three. Okay, well, go ahead and say what you wanted to say for your intimidate. <laughs> Come, Palpinus. Are you... Wow. Oh my god. Well, that would have worked if it was Tri-Lizard, I guess. Yeah. The hooded figure is unfazed by your... Um... <laughs> By your words! Abby kind of looks at uh, Foxfire very strangely, because she's like, where the fuck did that come from? It just be like that sometimes. Okay, here, here's the thing. Um, instead of, like, tailing this guy, I'm going to try and loop around one of the buildings and catch him by surprise from the front. Okay. So what would I do for that? Um, let's try acrobatics for that, because you are trying to maneuver in a new body and also maneuver around buildings and such. Excellent. Well, I am good at that. So let's hope I don't roll shit again. That's much better. That is a 17 total. All right. So you're able to get past a lot of these um, shops and such. It's a pretty dense marketplace sort of area. You notice that, like, uh, sharks are kind of shopping here, trying to get ready for the festival, and you're dodging and weaving in between them. And you do come up and head off the uh, hooded figure. Cool. Luthmos, are you going to try anything? I'm going to just keep chasing him. Okay, you're, you're doing good. All right, what were you going to do, Abby? Um, let's see. I'm, I'm, I'm in front of him. Like, how close am I? Uh, you head him off on an alleyway, but he's far on the other side. Okay, so he's kind of trapped in that alleyway. He'd have to basically do a 180 to escape now. Yeah. Cool. Well, I will just continue blocking that alleyway and hope that my, my dudes can get him. Okay. And as you try to pin him in, swims up. Three dimensions, right. And as he's swimming up, you're watching him go up and up and uh, over the buildings, and then he gets slammed with a spear, just shot out from fucking scene, whatever. F- what do plays call it? Scene left, whatever. Stage, stage right. right. There stage we left. go. From stage right. So from the left. So it's actually from the left. Yeah. Ooh, spears straight through him, and. The whole thing, spear and hooded figure and all, go flying in that direction. Oh shit! Well, now I'm kind of concerned for this guy's life, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow that. It's pretty far off, but there is a convenient blood trail. Yes, I'll follow the blood trail. Does that smell tasty to me now that I'm a shark or something? Yes. I'm just gonna try and ignore that. Well, I mean, it's like the smell of a good food, you know. Like a like a yeah. like a bakery. I guess. But it's still like 
thinking about it as blood, Abby's like, oh, oh, okay. You've never gone to, like, a barbecue place and immediately felt like, I don't know, a shark had a feeding frenzy? <laughs> uh, no. No, is that just me? I'm not me? much of a barbecue person. Oh, I guess that's just me. I'm the worst Texan ever. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I, I follow. All right. So do all three of you follow this? Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The Foxfire is bored now. He's just going to sit there. All right. And as you come up to the end of the blood trail, you are hearing voices around the corner. I wonder if I cut you open, I'd find lungs or a swim bladder. Huh? You little nose breather? And you just hear some muffled voices on the other side. And as you come around the corner, you notice, well, you see a familiar imposing figure of a shark with a spear clenched at the hooded figure. And the hood of the hooded figure is off now, revealing a very porpoise-like face. And the familiar shark is in real close and interrogating the porpoise. No, no, you don't want them to find you. One smell of blood and they'll rip you to shreds or worse. But yes, you do recognize this as your good friend Squall. She has different robes on than you have seen before. These are more of a, a, a brown sort of color with um, some blue accents onto them. And she doesn't have her mask on, so you can see all of her scars on her face. Dang. And this squall doesn't have thin arms, as you remember. Instead, they look like normal fin hands, but they're quite scarred up as well. I, uh, go up to them and be like, Hey, I smell blood. What is going on here? Stand back, citizens. This is official police business. Uh, Lufmus just steps back for a bit, observing. Abby kind of peeks out from behind the corner. She's like, Leap. I'll have you know that we helped tail this guy, so he's wanted by the police. We should get some credit for it. Don't put your lives in unnecessary danger, citizens. I've got this covered. I don't think we are in any danger. This guy didn't even try to fight back. Man, if you say any more, I'm going to have to bring you into questioning. Why? What did I do wrong? <sighs> if you're making yourself involved in the case, then I'm going to have to bring you in. I kind of like look at the others. Luke was just, just kind of wondering what he should do next. And a porpoise thing, it's like holding onto the spear, um, kind of like how someone would grab onto something as like they're being choked. And they're looking at you three, kind of with a very worried face, and they're full of fear. You're not going to kill this guy, are you? No, no. Much more valuable alive. This doesn't really concern you, citizens. Should go around and enjoy the festival. Be on your merry way. Just have some fun. I can handle this. Well, if you say so, officer. May I ask what he was wanted for? Okay, that's it. I'm gonna bring you guys into questioning. <sighs> and she arrests the porpoise, covers him back up with the hood, and like it's like some handcuffs and stuff and she then motions to you guys and tells you to come on with her 
Cool. Yes, I go. Yeet. And she brings you guys to the police station and asks you guys to sit in the front lobby for a little bit as she detains this, uh, this dolphin, puts it into a little holding cell, fills out a little bit of paperwork, and then comes on to you three. Okay. So what seas are you guys from? I, uh, no. I suffer from amnesia. No funny jokes, all right? Do you guys know? Do you, do you guys know the reef you were born at? Come on. I have honestly no idea. I just arrived at this place. What's a reef? Oh my god. <laughs> we're from this reef. Okay, so you're locals. All right, all right. Can I get your name and registration numbers? Well, the name is Abby. But I seem to have left my registration number at home. <sighs> Do you know your home address? Seems I've forgotten that too. What a, what a pity. Oh my god. You're really gonna make things difficult for me. Yep. You're telling me that you're just some locals who are tailing a suspicious porpoise and you just happen to not have any registration identification on you. Yep. <sighs> well, you see, they did say at the festival to look out for any suspicious porpoise activity. And, well, there was suspicious activity happening right in front of us, so we were just trying our best to be good citizens. I'm gonna have to bring you into questioning. <sighs> Aren't we already? No, you're in the front lobby. Let's see. You, Leopard, come with me. Oh boy, that's me. She brings you into a back room. It's all dark. Two chairs, one spotlight. Meanwhile, the chief of police comes out and meets you two in the lobby area. It is a goblin shark with a very fine white uh, robe. But it's very wrinkly. It doesn't seem very well kept. And he comes up to you guys and... Okay. So I got the situation from... Our... Uh, our officer. Um... I'm gonna have to ask you guys to come with me in my office. Uh, I'm gonna do some questioning on my own over here. Don't worry, it's not that gonna be that uh, big of a problem. I... Security's just a little tight these days. Uh, I, I just needed some further clarification, if that's all right. Sure. Fine. And then, Squall and Foxfire in this very dark room. Turns on the light and shines it right in your eye. So what's your real purpose of being here? Did you mean porpoise? No funny business here. I need to know your true intentions of why you're here. I don't know. I just kind of like... Woke up here, man. And literally, that's, like, what happened. Have you been in any involvement of any, uh, smooth-skinned or otherwise bulbous uh, mammalian creatures in the recent weeks? No, I have not. Do you know of any sort of strange melon-headed blowhards? Nope. I do not. Wait, is Foxfire in this room by himself, or are we all in here? No, he's in that room by himself. 
Oh, okay. I have, like, no idea what you're talking about. She brings up the paper. Is Foxfire your real name? I mean, yeah. I don't know how you got that, though. You filled out some paperwork. Oh, I did? Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's my real name. And what reef does that derive from? Elvania. <laughs> and the light flashes of red. Alright, now we're finally getting somewhere. Oh, that's a place. Cool. Tell me more about this Alvania. It's, uh, very scholarly. Wait, are you telling the truth? What? Like, like, is is that, like, actually your hometown? Oh, I just made that shit up, and I'm just like... Okay, well, then, go on, then. But it was very stuffy, so I left, and now I'm here. She looks at the light and looks back at you. <sighs> Have you been to any of these reefs lately? And she starts listing off some reefs. Beluga Reef, or Doll Reef, or and, and um, False Reef. I have never even heard of those reefs, so... No, I have not. Have you been dealing with illicit plants? Define. <laughs> illicit meaning not sanctioned by the government. Those that uh, alter your brain chemistry. Psychedelics and that of that nature. Oh no. Not recently. Foxfire, are you telling the truth? The whole truth and nothing but the truth. How recently are we talking? She leans in real close. Teeth are showing and very, very sharp I, and white. I said not recently. How not recently? <laughs> How long have we been on this ship? Eh, like two days. Two days? Okay. Um, maybe three. Maybe like... Two weeks ago. That's pretty recent. Is it though? Did you receive <laughs> these illicit uh, narcotics from an unlicensed seller? Nah, only legal for me. Only legal for you? Legal. Licensed. Mm. Well, the only legal sellers of that are porpoises! He slams the table. You can feel, like, the shockwave of that table hitting the ground. I feel like no matter what I say, I'm gonna get arrested. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how the system works, am I right? <laughs> Maybe you should change that. Alright. To get this clear, you bought illicit substances in a foreign country and then used them recreationally where it was legal in an area known for terrorist activity and of what most concerns me, potentially brainwashing activity. And you come into this town trailing a suspicious person and then claiming that you come from a certain region that does not exist. I mean, yeah. <sighs> It'd be like that sometimes. And then we'll flash over to uh, you two. You are in the chief's office. And he's going over some stuff, uh, talking about some small talk, getting you guys all comfortable. Like, uh, how are you guys enjoying the festival? 
We just woke up. Alright. So you haven't done any pre-festival activities? Uh, getting a little bit of that... Ah, some of that red kelp? It, it's fine. I know uh, talking to chiefs of police a little bit scary with dealing with these um, narcotics. It, it's a festival. I mean, we're, we're, we're expecting these sort of things. But you've got to be honest with me here. Are you employing us to be drug addicts? No, 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 no. I can tell by the pallor of your face that you're not. But, uh, I mean in more of a uh, security way. Uh, we're trying to monitor these sort of things and make sure that the festival runs smoothly. And in doing so, we need to make sure that terrorist activities are kept at a minimum of zero and drug activity is also minimized. But, nah, that's just, uh, I, It's just the way that you said you guys just woke up. That really concerns me. And he has a pipe in his mouth, and at the very end is a little pouch of this black substance. And he takes a long drag of this, and the sack uh, contracts a whole bunch. And then he exhales, and his teeth are all black. And his uh, the smoke that comes out is heavy, and it hangs onto the floor, and it's just black. And it tastes very, very salty, even more so than the water around you. What are you smoking? I'm uh, smoking a little squid. One of the... Few recreational drugs that is legal in this reef. And cool. do that right in your office? Seems a little hypocritical if you ask me. I just enforce the laws. I don't make them. But uh, tell me more about you guys. Um, how well. experienced are you guys with our... the porpoise? Porpoise menace. Uh, no. None. Zero. Well... I suppose you're from some podunk reef far off on a far sea area. I haven't heard about them quite yet. Probably from a... You guys from more of the equator? Yeah, we just moved here. Alright. Kind of shakes his head a little bit. Well, you see, the porpoise menace is um what we call our neighbors to the north and south. They're these group of blubbery little uh, fellas they inhabit the same sort of territories that we would they eat the same sort of foods that we do and there's been an ongoing problem with them that resources as you know have been shrinking across the great ocean uh, fish schooling has been uh, decreased over the years and the yield that the fish uh, produce has decreased as well and currently at war with the porpoises trying to fight over the same resources and my job is to make sure that my citizens are well fed and safe so any information that you have regarding these menaces would be greatly appreciated and if perhaps that uh, you don't have any information i would request that your cooperation would be uh 
greatly appreciate instead. Uh-huh. Now, I know it seems a little odd for a couple of foreigners to come in, but uh, to take on this task instead of our own law enforcement. But think of it kind of this way. If you do this for me, I will assure you that uh, as soon as the festival is over, you will get a nice plot of land in the area, get a nice house, and get you a nice job. Because you seem like very uh, strong and upstanding citizens. The only problem is that for some reason you don't have any paperwork. I sense that uh, sort of nobility in you should prove worthy against uh, the porpoises. So I'm just asking for a favor, and I will do whatever's in my power to make sure that you guys are well taken care of while you're in this town. Sure. Fine. Sounds Excellent. Well, I'll be assigning you this task with our officer that you've uh, encountered with. Her name is Squall, and I uh, I look forward to doing more work with you. And he gives you two handshakes. Just one last thing. Yes? Can you extend this offer to our friend that we came with that is being interrogated right now? Oh, yes, that was, uh, that was, uh, without question. <laughs> all right. Well, just wanted to make certain. It's quite all right. All right, and Abby shakes uh, hands, fins? Yeah, with hand the fins. officer. Shakes with the officer. Yeah. Pleasure doing business with y'all. Same with you. And so, back with Foxfire and Squall. You know, with this sort of dirt, I could put you away for 30 years. Okay, that's like, uh, 30 years to you is like, I don't know, five minutes to me. Go for it. You're not very smart, are you? <laughs> How'd you figure that out? You look like a shrimpy little piece of mincemeat. Now tell me, are you a shark with courage? Or are you a flounder? Torn to the currents, just floating along and waiting for the chum to find you. I'm a shark with courage. I want to hear you scream it. I don't do that screaming thing. <laughs> Then you're just as weak as I first laid eyes on you, you little shrimp. I suppose that the forest could use some uh, yeah, meat shields. What say you to this offer? You help me detain and reduce terrorist activity around the festival, and I don't throw you in jail for 30 years. Seems fair. All right, and she... Uh, takes out her hand, all thin and all. Am I supposed to shake it? Yeah, yeah, I shake it. And she's grinning with her big fangy teeth. <laughs> uh, let's hope you don't die too fast. And she walks out with you, and she's got like her whole arm around you, and she's got you in real close. You can feel the water coming out of her gills right on your face. Can sharks have bad breath? Yeah. Gross. And the chief of police also comes out with you too. And Squall's like, Good news! He agreed! And the chief's like, Well, I also got good news. 
I also agreed. And they both uh, give each other a good shake on the fins. And (laughs) the other officers are kind of looking at the situation and just moving on. (laughs) Um, Chief is like, so the assignment's pretty simple. All you gotta do is follow Squall around and make sure she stays safe and assist her in whatever uh, projects she's working on. I'm sure we can do that. Fine with me. When do we start? Right now. And Squall uh, motions you guys over, gets you guys um, all signed up, uh, paperwork all settled and shit. And conveniently enough, it's written in common so you can just, like, fill it out. And... You guys walk out of the police station. She is in a civilian garb now, and um, you guys are walking around the city, and you're seeing the sights. There's the, everything's really well decorated with some colored sands and stuff for the festival. Um, lots of these glass uh, bubble sort of things with like the kelp rope. There's food everywhere. There's shopping that could be done. Uh, the squall seems to be going for the castle. So, what are we doing first? First, I'm gonna have to brief you on a couple things, and we're gonna go to my base of operations. Like what? Uh, known suspects, uh, speculative, um, groups of terrorist activity. It's not something I can discuss out in public. As my bodyguards, you're gonna have to... Uh, be alert and ready to lay down your lives for me. Alright. You kids are really agreeable with all this. I like that. We don't have much of a choice, do we? Yeah. Well, in any case, and you guys are at this gigantic sandcastle that you saw um, those two sharks at the beginning coming out of for the announcements, and Squall is at a side door. Seems a little bit hidden away and behind a back alley, covered by a bunch of sea plants like kelps and whatnot. And she unlocks a door. Do we go through the door? That's what doors are for. And she's like holding the door for you guys. We're gonna go in, I guess. I eat through the door. <laughs> you go down this door, the hallway pretty well crafted. There's pictures on the wall of various sharks. There's statues inside of various sea creatures and sharks. Uh, The walls are lined with decorative shells and every now and then there'll be like um, a pearl hanging from the ceiling that emits a little bit of light. And Squall is following through these corridors and she uh, comes onto a room. And she opens that door and ushers you guys in. And I go through the room. So the into the room. Yeah. Yee. And inside is one of those very classic cork boards with pictures all along it with string attaching to pins and whatnot. And she explains sort of the situation. Um the of like the terrorist groups and, like, what they are and what they're dealing with. And she keeps explaining about, like, the background and whatnot. It It's a lot. <laughs> it kind of goes over your head a bit. Because 
she's talking about terms and such that you guys are completely unfamiliar with. Uh-huh. And then she begins talking about, but we don't really know what they're up to. We know their end goal is to likely take our fishing grounds and crowd us out through taking our resources, but it doesn't seem like they're doing that in the very conventional way that, you know, a terrorist organization might normally do this. There's something fishy about this situation. Huh. What is with you guys and your fish puns? Oh, I should probably tell a shark fact at this point. I kind of want to do more shark facts in between here, but here's, um, here's a shark fact. Uh, instead of a gas-filled swim bladder, sharks have an oil-filled liver that they use for buoyancy, and it's really gross. It's full of oil. Super gross. They have what giant livers. Of huh? Baby oil? No, just shark oil. It's super gross. Crude oil. Man, that's where we need to get our oil from to power our cars. Just kill all the sharks. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that's already happening with shark fin soup, and it's a terrible tragedy. Yes, it is. More, more, more sharks get killed by humans than humans get killed by sharks. Yeah, it's more of like a, a thousand sharks to like one person per hour. Poor Except shark. shark. It's more like four shark deaths per year on humans than it's like... Like 10,000 sharks? Hold on. I'm gonna look up that statistic. Jaws made everyone afraid of shark. But it's not true. Michael Crichton was just trying to write a story. Wait, that's who wrote Jaws, right? I don't fucking know. Steven Spielberg. Spielberg. Well, he did the movie, but it was a book first. And then we got all these other shark movies like Sharknado and The Meg, and everyone's like, oh, sharks are so scary. Like, okay, here's the- Sorry, Michael Crichton is the guy that did Jurassic Park. Peter Benchley is the author of Jaws. Thank you so much. (laughs) That was way off. I I don't know any of these humans. But, uh, 12 humans are killed worldwide per year by sharks. That is a- that is a very small amount. That's just 12. And a hundred million sharks are killed by humans every year. So, I mean, you know, my estimates of a thousand to one were a little off. In any case, uh, please, please be nice to sharks. Don't kill sharks. They won't kill you. Pay attention to your beaches signs. In any case, there's a shark in front of you explaining, um, some bullshit and she's just like, So, what I'm basically trying to get at is, uh, do you guys have any ideas on what the fuck is going on? Some sort of foreign intelligence that you've got? You see, the porpoises have been trying to infiltrate our society for, uh, about a year now. But they're not, they're not doing anything. They're not doing anything. What makes you think they're going to do something? And they're not just, you know, hungry. Because there's no food to go around. Even though there's no science on it, we've been very scared of the porpoises infiltrating our society and brainwashing our youths using drugs and stuff. I don't think that's how it's working, though. But in any case, they're planning something. I can tell. They've got meeting places all over town. There's uh, secret symbols that they carve into the walls. (sighs) There's something going on. Hmm. All right. 
do the porpoises are they are they are their groups exclusive to porpoises or are they inclusive of sharks as well would we perhaps be able to infiltrate being kind of outsiders to this whole thing unfortunately no uh porpoises they uh, their whole group include all cetaceans whales and uh dolphins alike including belugas and such and sea cows their strange knees those bony fishes are something else hmm. then how shall we go about this honestly i i'm at an impasse my assignment was to investigate their plans on what they're trying to do here, but they speak in such a high-pitched voice. You can't seem to get a lock on to what they're saying. And even then, they speak in code. Well, then you've picked the right people. Foxfire here is a magician, and he can comprehend the languages of others. With a spell. Mm. Right, man? Yeah. So while we may not understand their can't, we can at least understand the porpoises. Interesting. You're a magic user. Yes. Why didn't you tell me? And don't say I didn't ask. Abby just kind of gestures like, well, you didn't. Because you really did. <sighs> See? There's uh, benefits to knowing more about it. I guess. Alright. Perhaps you, uh, you could infiltrate some of their societies. You being a magic user and all. Ye. Alright. Well, tonight, we'll get a good meal. Tomorrow, the festival is gonna start. And I'm gonna have you guys infiltrate and investigate a uh, potential porpoise hideout. All right. Sounds like a plan. And if you try to run away at this time, I'm gonna consider you fugitives, and I will use the full extent of the force to take you down and arrest you for the rest of your lives. You don't have to worry about that. We ain't cowards. He gives a big old toothy grin. Good. So you guys get a quick dinner of fish, and you're set up in these rooms with some soft sand for beds to sleep on. And it lulls you into a slumber-like state as the sunlight passes through the water and fades into night. That was probably the smoothest police interaction anyone has ever had with sharks involved. But what could possibly be the plan the porpoises have picked? Looks like it's Cetacean Station next time on Chronicles of Starlight.